Wednesday, June 10th. Uh, right now, a lot of what I'm thinking about is trying to envision the future and have some sort of a picture of what things are going to be like after this pandemic thing has calmed down, so to speak. And because I'm finding that being in this kind of limbo with no no idea of what it, things are going to be like is just really wearing. It makes me feel pretty depressed and kind of stuck and unmotivated. Um, so, yeah, so thoughts are going to, this isn't going to be forever, things like that. And it's kind of helping, but it's also, I still also have lots of just feelings of like, ugh, <laughs> like where we're at right now. <clears throat> Uh, but I did have a moment this last week where my husband was looking at numbers for our state and he said something about how they're going down significantly. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, wait, this might actually really happen. I had this glimpse of this feeling of like, oh, this threat might not feel like it's all around us. Um like, all the time, um, and so that was pretty cool to feel that and have an understanding that I'll feel that more as time goes by, and <clears throat> a lot of people are feeling a lot more relaxed as far as, um, trying to avoid getting infected by this thing, and I'm thinking about, well, there are some people that really don't think it's that big of a threat, think it's kind of hyped up a lot, and it's not really that much worse than the flu, so to speak. I myself am choosing to err on the side of caution, but also kind of exploring those ideas that maybe, I don't know, who knows? <laughs> Um, a friend left me a message yesterday saying that the WHO has said that um, it's not very likely to get this infection unless you're getting it from somebody who has active symptoms. And I'd like to go find that source. And I don't know, I'm cautiously optimistic about that. Also, I don't know. <laughs> who knows? I'll believe that sort of stuff when I... I'm sort of seeing it and hearing it in various places. Uh, my husband just came in from a ride. I'm going to pause and get back to this. Okay, where was I? So I guess I would say that I've had enough medical things, health-related things happen to me that are big and have had a really major impact that I'm not willing to take the risk as far as this pandemic goes and this virus goes. I don't believe, well, I really 
try to go through life not operating from a place of fear, but I do believe in operating from a place of reality and in the situation caution. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to remain very careful as far as avoiding infection. Um and that's another thing that's happened this week is I've seen a couple things happen with my daughter and friends where there has been contact. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and um uh well, at first it made me upset and kind of alarmed. And then I realized that I don't think that, you know, a little thing here or there is too big a deal, but generally I, the fear is that like all of her friends and herself are going to just think, oh, things are fine and just go about contacting physically and stuff like that um, as normal. So I um, sent a text around to the parents, mostly moms, of her friends and just said, you know, I, I'm really needing the social distancing to continue with my daughter and blah, blah, blah. And then also spoke to my daughter about how important it was and that I don't think it's going to go on for way too much longer, hopefully. Um, so, and of course everybody responded very well. And I think, you know, some of the moms, that we know are actually even more, well, I'm not even that strict, are more strict than we are. So, yeah, and it's, so that feels good to sort of, I don't know, clear communication and openness always seem to be the best route, and uh, and I think people really appreciate it too, and that feels good, so... That's happened. Um, another thing related to this was last Thursday, so almost a week ago, I went on a bike ride. All my daughter was at bike practice um, on some trails near Big Town, we'll call it, down below from here. Uh, stuff that goes through farmland um, on the north edge of town. And... Uh, pretty active places. Most of these trails are, you know, as wide as a, I don't know, a car could drive on kind of thing. You know, hard packed gravel. So a little, a little bit of single track, but mostly that. And I wasn't wearing a mask. I, I think that if I tried to wear a mask while I was riding a bike, I just wouldn't feel like I was getting enough air. I had a little kind of buff thing that but it was very awkward to pull up when I went past people almost impossible um and I would say that more than half of the rest of the people that I passed were wearing masks mostly walking um and I was just wondering about how other people felt about the fact that I was not wearing a mask I found myself holding my breath sometimes <laughs> as I go past them, um, and for what it's worth, and 
I guess myself, if I was on a trail walking, I would maybe feel more inclined to wear a mask because when you're riding a bike along, you're just kind of flying past everything. Walking, you're sort of there where stuff in the air, I guess, could kind of get around you more, I guess. So I don't know. I don't want to make other people feel alarmed. I don't really think masks seem too important in the great outdoors, the fresh air. Um, so I don't know. If I do that again, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I might try to have something that's a little quick, easier to put up over my mouth and nose when I go past people. Uh, yeah. Um, so hopeful for progress, hopeful for progress in our government. Um, the protests, uh, uh, relating to police brutality and related to racism have continued and it's been just really amazing to see just almost every day in many different places uh, as far as I hear pretty much exclusively peaceful so to speak um, and it sounds like there's talk there is talk of legislative changes related to policing, they're um, banning chokeholds, thank goodness, and things like that, um, and also talk about re restructuring policing in general and actually having most things that police officers do be designated to possibly other types of, I think you'd call them social workers, and safe police for, you know, more kind of scary, potentially violent situations, I guess you'd say. Um, so that feels like progress and uh, terrified about the upcoming election in November, although it does sound as though... Biden is, people are leaning towards Biden versus you-know-who, who is hard to name. And um, that, I don't know, our government's just <laughs> in a really bad place. And <clears throat> I just, <sighs> it's hard to breathe through that situation and just feeling um, how how it is to have the kind of supposed leadership we have that's just so much a part of why things are so horrible. I'm not going to go on and on about that. Anyway, um, that's on my mind a lot. And the week has been a little rough, particularly because our dog has needed a lot of attention. Um, she got to go on a walk with her dog friends for the first time after getting spayed. So we're coming out of a, a week and some of 
trying to keep her from running around too much and not going on walks where she could run around in the woods off her little leash. So anyway, this was the first one with her dog friends, and she somehow managed to impale herself on a stick that was stuck up in her thigh three inches. She's a small dog, three inches. I'm, I'm very impressed that it wasn't sticking all the way through her leg. We were at a place where it was not, it was really hard to get back to our cars. And so my friend went and drove her car around to a place that was easier for me to walk to with the dog, with the stick sticking out of her leg, um, down a long road. Pretty far, though. Easily half a mile, if not more. So I tried to carry the dog, managed to do it about halfway, really hard, and one of those things with my lungs being limited, it's really extra stressful to be like, wow, I don't have the, the capacity to do this. So carried her halfway and then let her walk, and she actually did really great walking with this stick in her leg, um, and uh, the vet was wonderful. Um, our regular vet couldn't take her. We took her to the other vet in town. They took her just immediately and took care of her, and it felt really good. But now the idea is that if she does any kind of running, crazy running and jumping, she might internal, you know, inside her muscles or something in there could pull something in a bad way. So she's been on sedatives to keep her from wanting to run around too crazy. And yeah, antibiotics and an anti-inflammatory. So she's wanting to wanting to play with us all the time because we're not letting her out in the yard to run around yet. I might do that tomorrow. <clears throat> and so every time she needs to go outside, taking her outside on the leash... And she's just, yeah, wanting to play with this dumb snake toy she has all the time. Like, you hold it and wrestle with her. <laughs> it's really adorable, but uh, it's just uh, it's just a lot. Um, my work is great. I have a lot of client work right now. And a lot of people asking me about potential projects and... Uh, that's good. I'm just, yeah, taking the stuff that's really, I really like to do and then working on my merchandise graphics business the rest of the time. And the usual complaint is that I wish I just had more time and more kind of uninterrupted time to focus on that. Um, and generally feeling pretty good physically. We're in the pine pollen phase of the year, and that's kind of rough on my allergies. But I think I've said enough today. Uh, daughter's doing pretty good. After feeling pretty depressed last week, she's been hanging with a different friend just about every day, and that's great really seems to pick up her spirits a lot. And yeah, we'll call it good for now.